Days. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Hey, listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car has been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. I have long feared that my sins would return to visit me. And the cost is more than I can bear. A past he wanted to forget. I've been to war, and I have no desire to do so again. I have seven children. I do not wish to leave them fatherless. A family threatened by war. We have to do something. I forbid you to go! My child! You're my child! A son fighting for his beliefs. Father, I thought you were a man of principle. When you have a family of your own, perhaps you'll understand. When I have a family of my own, I won't hide behind them. Hang him for his body on display. Colonel, I beg you, by the rules of war. Would you like a lesson, sir, in the rules of war? Or perhaps your children will. Before this war's over, I'm going to kill you. Why wait? I'll come back. Might I request, sir, that you transfer my son here under my command? I'll fire first. I'll start with the officers. We don't know when or where they're going to strike. Where'd you learn all that riding, shooting? My father told me. How many were there? Maybe one. One man. Sounds more like a ghost than a man. Ghost, bring him to me. How many men does Cornwallis have under his command? 12,000 redcoats. I'm here to enlist every man willing. Who's with us? This is not the conduct of a gentleman. I'll take that as a compliment. Before they were soldiers, they were a family. Before they were legends, they were heroes. Before there was a nation, there was a fight for freedom. Mel Gibson stars in The Patriot.
There's a really big show tonight. A really big show tonight. Yes, sir, we've really got a spectacle for you this time. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tan, talk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. And happy 4th of July to all my listeners out there. Yes, happy Independence Day. Good evening, Bobby. How are you? I am doing pretty good here, celebrating America with you. That's right. Ted News was celebrating America with us. <laughs> celebrating the American dream. That's He's right. celebrating the American dream. That's right. Hey, run to your computers and also check out our website, callstreetmotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, be sure and check out our podcast page slash archive, Nostalgic Radio Cars. You can find out, actually, listen to all our past 360-some-odd shows. Wow. Yep, it's fireworks on your radio. <laughs> Fireworks on your radio, yes. Yeah, and, you know, the fireworks in downtown Clearwater start, what, about 9 o'clock this evening, something like that? Coachman Park, yep. Coachman uh, Park? About 9 o'clock. Uh, let, it, let a cloud or two move over, and then um, we'll we should, be, they'll be on. So we'll have some rockets. Red glare. Anyway, yeah, also tonight, you know, uh, next door here behind our studio is uh, open mic night at Nighty Nancy's Crow's Nest. So uh, a lot of times we head on over there if we get our editing done on time. Right, Bobby? Just true. And uh, why don't you go ahead and do the social media on it? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, at RNRC on air, and Gulfstream Motorsports on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so here, let's tell everybody what we did today. Today, since it is the 4th of July, in Sparkling Downtown Safety Harbor, I think it was what, their 100-year anniversary today? Is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, guess what? They had a parade. And, yes, yours truly, Bobby, and Miss Moneypenny, were participants in the parade. That was a pretty yeah. nice. Yeah, that was a it's like nice driving parade. into a stadium. Yeah, so uh, we had the uh, we were invited by the uh, British Car Club, or the actually the uh, Tampa Bay Austin Healy Club, to participate. And yes, we had the only MGB. And uh, yes, we were in the front of the pack. And our good friend uh, Mark was behind us in his uh, '62 Austin Healy. Barb was behind us in her '65 Austin Healy, and Bill was behind us in a beautiful 1965 Jag E-Type Roadster. So. Uh, if you go to our Facebook page, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, you can see some pictures there. Be sure and like us on Facebook. And uh, so it was pretty cool. That was a, a nice show. A lot of people out there really turned out. Uh, the weather was actually pretty good, and nobody's car overheated. That's always a big concern when you're driving a car in a parade. The Corvette Club, they were the biggest presence there. They had a lot of cars. They were in front of us. And uh, who was in front of us? Probably Clifford the Dog. That was kind of like a little uh, adopt-a-pet thing. Is that what that was, or what was that all about? Yeah, that, and then... Uh... When a, a candidate for state senator. Okay, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he was actually behind us, I think. But um, or, Yeah, they were handing stuff out but in front and behind us. Yeah, and a lot of the local, uh, you know, people involved in uh, downtown merchants uh, society down there in Safety Harbor. But I'll tell you what, you know, we do a number of shows in Safety Harbor over the year. And, uh, and the British Car Show is usually in November, right, Bobby? Is that when it is? That's true, yeah. And uh, so be sure and check that out. This year, the featured mark is Land Rover. So anybody out there that's got a Land Rover, and I, by that I mean, you know, the early, like, late 60s, early 60s, late 50s, 70s, the aluminum body ones. If any of you guys remember the TV show back in the day, back in the day, that's the 60s, I was a TV show called Doctari. 
and it was about a tiger, no, a lion, actually. I think the lion's name was Clarence, and they had this zebra-striped um, Land Rover. That was probably the first time I became familiar with it because I was just a kid. I was only like six, seven years old when that TV show was on the air. But anyway, so if you have a, a Defender or a vintage Land Rover, and I know I've run across a bunch of those laying around in people's yards, and they're aluminum, so they just have a tendency to oxidize. They don't actually rust. Well, the frames do, but uh, they're, uh, they're, they're kind of collectible. There's a guy out there in Oldsmar, and I can't remember the name of the pawn shop, but it's uh, as you're going out on 580, Morton's his name. And uh, he's got a couple of uh, Land Rovers that sit out there. Now, you guys are probably all familiar with Range Rovers. Okay, not to be confused. It's still part of the Land Rover family. And uh, But Land Rovers were out there before anybody else. And actually, they were fairly stout vehicles used all over the country. The British military used them. We even used them. Uh, pretty much everybody did. Very popular in Africa. Used them for uh, safaris and, as well. But they're just uh, super, super... Low center of gravity, four-wheel drive. They're like little miniature little tanks. Uh, so by British car standards, they're uh, pretty utilitarian, and they're very, very functional off-road. And, of course, today, you know, Land Rovers, Range Rovers, and all that other cool stuff, they're uh, um, fairly mm, trendy, so, you know, very expensive. And uh, now they do pretty well because now they got some hot rod versions. But... Since Range Rover was out there, you know, since they were kind of uh, popular and trendy, kind of like in the 80s and 90s, now we've got all kinds of high-dollar uh, SUVs. Jaguar has one. Maserati has one. Never mind the Japanese companies. But uh, the closest thing that I think on the market, and I think Bobby will tend to agree with me, that looks pretty good and I think is a great bang for the buck is the Ford Explorer. Ford Explorer is really... Yeah, I mean, it's a classy-looking truck. You look at that thing for, you know, $30,000, $40,000. Well, they started, what, in the mid-30s, I think, somewhere around there, right, Bobby? And uh, so thirty-five to, uh, well, they get all the way up to fifty-five, dollars $60,000. You can get one truck out. They don't have a, a, a RS model yet. Maybe they will, but uh, which would be a performance one. But uh, They heard it here first, if there is. They heard it here first on Nostalgic Radio Cars if Ford comes out with a RS version of their popular Ford Explorer. But I'll tell you what, independent rear suspension's got that EcoBoost motor in it, comfort. It's every bit as nice as a BMW or a Mercedes or a Jaguar or anybody else's uh, or a Land Rover SUV out there, Maserati, in fact. And Bentley's even got one out there now. So, you know, everybody's getting in, of course, Porsche and Audi, and uh, everybody's got a uh, tricked-out high-end SUV, but I will tell you that the Ford Explorer, I think, is the best bang for the buck. And uh, if I had a spare forty grand laying around, I'd probably have one in my driveway as well. So I know Bobby would definitely, right? Oh yes. But you got to think for the Ford uh, Escape. The Ford Escape's actually pretty nice when you compare it to the Tiguan or to what else is in its class: the little Nissan and the little Toyota, and then Chevrolet's got something that might work. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, at any rate. So but, yeah. yeah, that and the fo- and if a little smaller than that, a focus and all those different yeah. Yeah, Ford's got Ford, Ford I think again is, you know, it's like uh, you know, go forward. Isn't that their lo- their slogan, Bobby? And uh they've Let's got go further now. Oh go further, that's right. Yeah. And uh they got probably the best domestic car lineup, I think, in terms of quality, you know, and again I'm not saying that just because I'm partial to Ford, which I am, but uh by comparison they are. Oh, hey, now this is requested by one of our uh, prominent listeners. Right, and I knew it too. (laughs) You knew it too, all right. REO Speedwagon, so how about let's ride out the storm here a little bit. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars, don't touch that dial, we'll be right back, right Bobby? (laughs) 
listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center in beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place, and you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Hey everybody, this is Mark Farner, the founding member of Grand Funk Railroad, and I'm listening to Nostalgic Radio in Cars, where they'll knock you alive. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio in Cars. Now, we had two great liners. We had Ted Nugent, Michigan Band, okay, the Motor City Madman, and of course... He's from the epicenter of all things American rhythm and blues rock and roll barbecue celebration to you, Robert. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate it. Yeah, look how the heavens <laughs> just cleared and that came down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, of course, Mark hey, Farner. He's a really fun guy. If you're not having fun with me, you're weird. <laughs> and uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, Mark Farner from uh, Grand Funk Radio. Our Grand Funk Radio. Grand Funk Railroad. We're the Grand Funk Radio. Yeah, he's, we're the Funk Radio. But, uh, yes, Mark Farner is one cool guy. He is one cool guy, yeah. Definitely, when they come back again in concert, we're going to have to go see them. So, uh, two guys... Uh, Great American bands, both Michigan, Motor City guys. Okay, so now, speaking of Motor City, we were talking about uh, Ford Explorers and Ford Escapes and a little cool Ford Focus. Big plug for Ford, and, uh, you know, with a little luck, the guys are friends over at Bill Curry Ford, which I want to give shout-out to Carmine over in a body shop at, at uh, Bill Curry Ford because uh, he uh, sent some uh, business my way. And um, I'm working on a diminished value on a 2015 Ford F-150. Now, these new trucks are aluminum bodied, so one thing you got to watch out for in an aluminum body vehicle is it takes a talented person to uh, basically glue an aluminum truck or a car back together. That's not exactly, uh, you know, because the, the, in the old days, you know, if your car, and, and I'm saying old days, like we're talking 60s, 70s, even early 80s, you know, the cars, before they had the high tensile steel, okay, which is before the cars were totally unibody and totally integrated structurally, if you smash the front end of your Mustang or your Camaro or your full-size Ford or full-size Chevrolet or Pontiac or Dodge or something like that, it basically localized the 
front the damage in a in an area in the front of the car. So I concentrated. Let's say if you hit it in the left front, left right, you know that side of the car would fold in. We didn't have crumple zones back then. The only guys that were really hip to that was uh, the uh, Germans, and that was obviously Mercedes Benz, and they probably pioneered that. And then a Volvo um, was really good at advertising us. So everybody thinks Volvos are extremely safe. Remember the 70s commercial where they used to drop a, a Volvo off the top of a skyscraper or something like that, and it would just land, and the occupant compartment was all nice and safe, but the front of the car was kind of accordion up to the firewall. Well, the new cars are kind of designed, and I will say with air with the combination of airbags and the reinforced cabins and you know all that kind of stuff, mm, okay, they are definitely much more safe than the cars back in the day. And, uh, you know, because you got seatbelts all over the place, all kinds of restraints, uh, restraining devices that keep you in place. It's almost like being in a race car in a way. Great googly moogly. <laughs> so at any rate, uh, this truck that I'm doing right now, 2015, got uh, somebody pulled out in front of him and he whacked him. And so basically he was not charged. Uh, the other guy was charged with running a red light. But he caught him in the left front, so pulled the nose over a little bit, busted and jerked the front suspension off of it. Okay, so that's fine. There was no structural damage. But keep in mind, this is the emphasis on diminished values, okay? The car was hit. The car had about five, $6,000 worth of damage, okay? And so it does impair the value of the vehicle. Even though it's fixed, the paint looks good, the car goes down this road straight, it doesn't crab. It looks just as good as one sitting on the showroom floor. However, it has this little thing called, oh, we have that little clip for it. Show me the Carfax. Okay, we have this Carfax thing and these um, reporting agencies that if your car was involved in an accident, they grab a police report, right? And then they somehow manage to get the insurance report. Just it, say, show me the Carfax. That's it. Yeah. Okay, well, Carfax is not... Always 100% correct, but I would say they're probably 90% of the time correct. But the, the bottom line is the car has been involved in an accident. It is now damaged, and it's stigmatized, okay? It's not what they call branded. A branded car is if it's got a salvage rebuilt title or a theft recovery or an FL or a California title number issued by the state. These are yeah, kind of, I say, kind of branded that they've had previous damage. Okay, so by comparison... If this 2015 Ford truck is sitting on a used car lot, it's a $20,000, $25,000 truck. Okay, X, uh, it, wasn't a, it was an XLT. It wasn't a Lariat or anything like that. Okay, but it's a nice truck. Rode beautifully. Air conditioning rode. Gr- worked great. Highly impressed with that truck. It's a nice truck. It's aluminum, though. If the damage would have been worse, okay, where it would have kind of rick, you know, caught part of the frame and the body is kind of bolted to the frame, it would have actually wrinkled potentially the cab, okay, because it's kind of integrated there, okay? So this is what you got to watch out for accidents. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to have an expert from one of the body shops around here, maybe somebody from Bill Curry Ford. Um, And the reason I'm giving Bill Curry a lot of plugs is because I actually like those guys, but my 79 Ford Bronco that we still have was bought new at Bill Curry Ford back in 1979. And uh, Bobby was fortunate enough to use that to get his driver's license. That was his driving car, right? Yes, it was. Yeah, see, so the old mighty 79 Ford Bronco. It it made some turns back there in Newport Ritchie behind off of US 19 and got me a little ticket to the road. Gotcha. A a good ticket. A good ticket, yeah, driver's license there. A good, well, your ticket to ride, so to speak. Ticket to ride, yeah. Now, that Bronco basically back in 1979 was special ordered. Actually, it wasn't special ordered. It was dealer dealer exchanged, okay, because I was looking for a black, black uh, Bronco in 1979, 
and I couldn't find one. So uh, Walker Ford didn't have one uh, at the time. Chick Smith, they had black ones with red interiors. And I happened to wander into uh, um, Bill Curry, and he says, well, it just so happens we are dealer trading a black-on-black XLT, and XLT was the top of the line back in the day. Hence, you know, all these years forwards, we still have that thing. So it's in pretty good shape. Fairly original truck. The only thing is we took the original 351 400M out of it, and we put a Mighty 460 in it. So it's got a 460 in it. So it's a cool-looking truck, cool piece. But anyway, so I, I have this little relationship with Bill Curry Ford. So I might have somebody come on from over there, and they could talk a little bit about the Ford aluminum truck bodies because I know a little bit about them, but I'm learning a little bit more. Um, and especially since it um, rates so high, I mean really high, on the uh, all, all safety ratings, um, yeah. it'd be nice to know a little more. A little bit more about them. Okay, so anyway, so now this truck that's all pretty and everything like that, now it's not worth $25,000 anymore because it's damaged. So you... Put yourself in the buyer's position. If you have an opportunity to buy a car that's been wrecked or a car that's not been wrecked and money is really not an object, okay, chances are you're going to buy one. You'll, you'll spend the extra $5,000 difference and buy one that's not wrecked. Now, here's what happens. that Because this car is wrecked, it's stigmatized, and you have to disclose it. By rights, you should disclose it. Dealerships will not have a car on their lot, on the used car lot, with what we call a dirty car fax, okay? A dirty car fax is... It's had some issues. It's been involved in an accident. That's a dirty Carfax, okay, or dirty paper, whatever you want to call it. So what they do is they take that car in on trade, which they will if you want to trade in on a new one, and then what they're going to do is they're going to wholesale that car to another wholesaler or they're going to run it through the auction. It's going to wind up on a secondary car lot, you know, these independent car dealer lots, for example, and it's going to be there, and they may or may not disclose that the car had previous damage. This is why you have to do your own due diligence, and pull your own Carfax, which I think is $35. Um, you can run a Carfax. I think you can get up to 10 cars you can run a Carfax thingy on or a check, something like that. I, don't, I, I, need, I need to kind of clarify that. But I know Carfax is probably the most notable one. It's kind of like Google, kind of like eBay. You know, you go to Carfax. They were the first one out. They were kind of like the industry leader. Uh, you know, they've got upgrades, and now they're coming up with other features and amenities and little things to their little Carfax uh, world, so to speak. But anyway... So the car has lost damage because it's wrecked. Okay, it's not worth the $25,000. It's probably worth 30, 30% less. I'm going to say 25%. Okay, so 25% of $25,000, you're talking like six grand. okay? So now this truck's worth about not twenty. It's worth about $18,000, $19,000. So he was involved in an accident. So now someone owes him the difference of what that car was worth. Never mind the fact that the insurance company, regardless has to pay for the to fix the truck and make it right, make him whole again, you know, make him whole, in other words, you know, so he's like the way he was prior to the accident. Now, diminished values, okay, and I hope you're paying attention here, what that does, and a lot of people don't know about them, diminished values allows you or gives you the opportunity to go after the insurance company that caused the accident. And again, it's an accident, okay? It wasn't like they went out there and intentionally went out there and crashed your car. But... Not only are they obligated to fix your car, but they're obligated to give you the difference of what your car lost in the value of what it would have been prior to the accident now that it's a damaged car. It's a damaged car. It's not worth what it was when it was new. It's real simple. It's not worth what it was when it was new. So, or used an unmolested or uncrashed uh, condition because a damaged car is always worth less. Now, if you're looking for a bargain and it doesn't matter, then... 
it then then by by all means you can buy a car that's got uh, that's had some previous damage and a lot of times people do when a car's four five six years old I forget what the national statistics are but I think it's something like thirty five or forty percent of the it's relatively high thirty five to forty percent of the cars on the road have always been involved in some sort of a fender bender or accident now clearly if you have frame damage that is uh, without a doubt that's structural and that's serious diminished value. When you've had just a fender bender, but nonetheless, they ripped the suspension off the car in this case, okay? So the truck was hurt. Wasn't hurt real bad, but it's hurt. And when you take the car into the car dealership to trade in, okay, they're going to go, this car has been involved in an accident. This car's had damage, operative word, damage. It doesn't matter. Damage is the operative word there. It's not worth what it was prior to the accident. Therefore, somebody owes you the difference of what your car is worth now, post-accident, even if it's fixed okay, okay, versus what it was before the accident. That's what a diminished value is. Now, we got a guest coming on in a few minutes. We're going to talk a little bit about um, FloridaCarshows.com because you always hear me plug in FloridaCarshows.com because there's a lot of car shows going on. Indeed. And generally, if you go to our website, you'll find out about where all the major events are that we generally try to attend. But there's a lot of local events around the state of Florida and the best place to go is FloridaCarshows.com, right, Bobby? Yep, and if you're going to go out and watch some fireworks, here's what my radar is showing right now. Weather out there today is hot and scrappy, with continued hot and crappy in the afternoon. Tomorrow, a chance of continued crappy with a pissy weather front coming down from the north. But it will pass. It will pass, and I think we're going to have a really, really then nice evening. We're going to rock in the free world. <laughs> Yeah, how about a little Neil Young? Yeah, let's do a little rocking in the free world. Hey, hey you're tuning into Nostalgic Reading Cars. We will pick up this diminished value issue another time. But uh, be sure and check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. You can find out all about diminished values.
Thompson. Is the declaration ready to be signed? It is. Then I suggest we do so. And the chair further proposes for our mutual security and protection that no man be allowed to sit in this Congress without attaching his name to it. Very well, gentlemen. We are about to brave the storm in a skiff made of paper. And how it shall end, God only knows. That's a pretty large signature, Johnny. So Fat George in London can read it without his glasses. <laughs> All right, step right up, gentlemen. Don't miss your chance to commit treason. <laughs> Hancock is right. This paper is our passport to the gallows. But there's no backing out now. For if we do not hang together, we shall most assuredly hang separately. <laughs> Gentlemen, forgive me if I don't join in the merriment. But if we are arrested now, my name is still the only one on the damn Hey, this is Chip Foose, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Rock on. Okay, we're back. You're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and a few minutes ago, I was talking a little about FloridaCarshows.com. Say, I always get that mixed up. Anyway, it's FLACarshows.com. I'm delighted to welcome the boss lady for FLACarshows.com, Tara Bush. Tara, how you doing? Hi there, Robert. I'm okay. Did I say that right? Did I goof it up too bad, or did I do okay? No, you did. You did fantastic. I did fantastic. Okay. Well, anyway, welcome to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You've been here before. In fact, a couple of years ago, you were doing a. Uh, Big car show up at, uh, if I remember correctly, the Coronado Coronado Springs Hotel. There was a uh, car show you did up there. I think that's the first time we kind of met and we talked. And uh, you actually had kind of like a little swap me car show thing going on there. And uh, Yeah, that was the Dream Cars Weekend 2013. Wow, has it been that long? It's been that long. That's amazing. <laughs> So tell us what you've been up to now here lately. In fact, I want you. I, we want to get into uh, talking about the uh, Hot Rod Power Tour. But tell us a little bit about Florida Cars. F L A Carshows dot com. I don't know why I say Florida Carshows dot yeah. com, but F L A Carshows dot com. Yeah, it's always easier to say Florida Carshows. Okay. Dot com. But uh, been busy the last year and a half with that. Um, did a complete revamp in January of 2016. Brought it up to today's standards. Added photos, news articles, kind of rearranged some stuff, added some sponsors, some advertisers, more banner ads, which brought a lot more traffic, quadrupled the traffic flow to it, which in turn brought more people advertising their car show, which brought more spectators to those car shows. So, you know, keeping up on that, learning the new system, the new computer system has been... um, uh, kept me busy for the last year and a half on this, and uh, it's been great because now it is the leader in Florida for everything car shows, both American, domestic, um, vintage, the new modern cars, the imports, all across the board now. That's so great. I'm real pleased. Right. By the way, happy 4th of July. I forgot to mention that. You too. So, now... Yeah. FloridaCarshows.com or FLACarshows.com, is that something that you're going to kind of keep here just in the state of Florida? Is that something you would consider going maybe like GeorgiaCarshows.com? Is that something that has any kind of franchise potential? Well, it, it is in the back of my mind. Okay. Um, I've, I've secured a lot of the, um, the domain names for that, if I should ever choose to go that way. But the 
the magnitude of getting that off the ground is is it would be a lot because you know Florida Car Shows was started with Barry um, back in 2005 as sort of a hobby. Mm-hmm. So it's taken him um, a decade to build it up to what it is now. And then when I took it over, then I just took it to the next level. You know, now it's mobile. It wasn't really that mobile friendly before, so that was my big thing. Is I really wanted to push the mobile on it and be a little bit more interactive. And it, it, it's, you know, to be able to duplicate that for other states, it would work, but I'm not in that world of Georgia. I don't okay. know where all the cities are in Georgia, like in Florida. But it is in the back of my mind, maybe one day. Okay. Well, no, I mean, because people don't really realize, I mean, if you go into your event, and let's say I go typically, even like before the show here, I generally go to Central Florida. I go to show, shows and cruise-ins, Okay. So I'll click on Central Florida, and it'll give me date by date. So July 4th, you've got Brews Tuesday Meetup today. That's going on. Highway 41 Dinner Cruise. That's over there your way. That's in Tavares, okay? Uh, Ford Night at Ace Cafe in Orlando. That's tonight? No, that's a fifth. No, it's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow night. That's tomorrow. on Wednesdays. By the way, how's the Ace Cafe thing working out? That place. Oh, was... boy. <laughs> Are they overwhelmed or what? Oh, you should have seen today. Today was the big July 4th. So this was the first time that Ace Cafe teamed up with my partner, Cruise in Orlando, which we do car shows in Seminole County, which is north of Orlando, every single weekend. And we've been doing it for 10, 10 plus years. This is the first time Ace Cafe, because they've only been open uh, six weeks, teamed up with, uh, with Don at, the, at Cruise in Orlando, and we were over. Well, cars were coming out of the woodwork. Um, I've never actually had to say my parking lot's full, but it was full, <laughs> and then some. So Ace Cafe is just thrilled to death. I mean, they've got the monthly stuff like the Fortnite tomorrow night. They have Euro night during the week. They have a couple muscle, a muscle car night, the open cruise nights. But this was the first official, you know, big bang car show. And it was a huge success. Huge success. I'm still trying to recover from it today. <laughs> well, now they have a big parking lot, and I know there's some construction going on just to the south of it. Did they have cars overflowing in that parking lot as well? No, because that's still a construction zone. That's okay. going to be the outdoor um, barn, bar area with an outdoor stage. A lot more casual, a lot more, um, you know, maybe reggae, kind of light rock music out there. And then the barbecue, Oklahoma Joe's barbecue will be built, uh, which um, is going to be, you know, more fast food, order, go sit down, eat. It's not, you know, you don't have the servers like you do in the restaurant restaurant. That's going to be probably in the winter, but that's the next phase of it. Was that tied in with so, uh, Ace Cafe or is that a completely yeah. separate deal, but just in that corner? Nope, tied in, completely tied really, in. Really, really. Okay. You know what? I got to tell thing, Go ahead. Another thing they're doing is the Daytona One um, up at the Daytona Speedway across the street, that big Daytona One complex is going on. Oklahoma Jones is going to be going in there in the fall, and then Ace Cafe will have a rooftop bar on top of it. And guess what? We're going to have car shows there. Oh, wow. i got to tell you, Orlando's got it going on, don't they? Yes, they do. Now, give us a little background on yourself a little bit here. Tell us a little bit uh, who Tara Bush is. I know you got, and you got two really cool cars. You got one of my favorites. You got a 67 Shelby. 
And then you got a yep. uh, Corvette, and I think you have a Nova, right? A Chevy too. I have three Novas, three '66. Well, I got uh, two '66 Novas and a '67 Canadian Nova, which is an Acadian Canso. And um, also got a '57 Chevy. Don't, doesn't bring that out. Don't bring that out much too often. And a '70 um, AAR Cuda. Oh, do you which really? I absolutely love. Yep. Is a four-speed or automatic? Four-speed. Lime oh. green. Lime green? Oh, my God. You got the best color. You got an ARA no Cuda. color. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. You lucky girl. All right. So you're a car girl all through and through, aren't you? Yep. Yep. Um, I My mother got me my black 66 Nova when I was 17. She wanted to keep me out of drug, the drugs. She wanted to keep me out of uh, drag racing. She wanted to keep me out of trouble. So she bought my little Nova and had a little six-cylinder in it. And I started taking her to shows because you could drag race with it, could get into trouble with it. So I went to the shows and hung out with all the old people, you know, in their 30s. <laughs> and they, yeah, I know. Then they told me all about, you know, the cars and they told me how to fix stuff and what stuff was. And, you know, so I learned everything from them guys when I was, you know, late teens, early 20s. And then when I was able to uh, get older and, start making some money and get on my own, and I started accumulating the cars. Now it's a full-time job between Cruising Orlando, FLACarshows.com, and Ace Cafe. It's cars all the time. Wow. I love it. It's what I've always dreamed of doing. doing. Where are you from originally? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. All right. Cool. And um, that's where you... And... Home of the Mopar Nationals. Home with them. That's right. That's true. That's true. So I'm sure you take your Nova up there. No, I'm just kidding. You take the Mopar up there. <laughs> well, take actually, it. my my brother, my stepbrother was into Mopars. Uh huh. And he never had a car. He had parts. He always kept telling me, you know, one of these days these Timmys are going to be worth something. I look at this pile of junk of iron in the backyard. Yeah, right. But when the Mopars came around town, I was the only Nova that was the only non Mopar that was allowed to sit right in the middle of them. <laughs> um, and there used to be super birds and wing cars, like twenty five, thirty five at a time, and they were like twenty five thousand dollars. Like one of these days, I want one of those. Should have bought one. <laughs> Do you still have? Uh, well, now you know you can st- you can buy a four forty car a lot less. You can still pick those up for just a hair over a hundred. But uh, um, the Hemi cars obviously are bringing the big bucks right now. The Hemi four speed cars, which there's only a handful of those, right? Right. Well, I've always wanted Hemi anything. That's but I always wanted a '71 Hemi Challenger. Oh. Uh, excuse me, Cuda. But um, couldn't really afford one, and so I did the second best, which was the '70 AAR. Um, and I pretty much underestimated how popular that car is because I still had it in my mind that I wanted a Hemi. I still want one, but the Cuda gives me everything that I want. It gives me the color. It gives me the uh, six pack. Gives me the four speed. Um, I just just not a seventy one girl, so I'm just living with it. <laughs> well, a seventy one's got the dual headlights and the louvers and the side fenders. That's the cool thing about a seventy one. Uh, matter of fact, I I wrote a little uh, little snippet on that. I said if they had to, and it was kind of titled something about if you're going to buy uh, a pony car, which by rights a Challenger, a Cuda, Camaro, Firebird, those are all basically pony cars. Okay. Cougars. But at any rate, so I said, if you're going to buy uh, a pony car, this is what you buy. You buy a 70 Challenger, a 71 Cuda, a 69 Mach 1, 
a 69. Well, the Camaro's a toss-up because some people like the first-gen Camaros. Some people like the second-gen. I like a 70-and-a-half RS front-end Camaro over a 69 Camaro. But but the Camaro thing is, you know, 67, 68, 69. And of the three, I'd have rather have a 69. And on the second-gen, 70, 71, 72, 73, I'd rather have a 70. And uh, But what's your thoughts on that? Um. I think the first gen, there's too many of them. Too many of them. That's the exactly. early second gen is is where it's at. They're hard to find. They're hard to find in good condition. And you can't beat that split grill. No. Nope. Yeah. Split bumper. That's exactly right. How about Firebirds, Trans Am, 70, 71, 72, 73? No, no. Well, I, I do like those, the white and blue one, but I, I still prefer the 77, 78. Do you really? Yep. Oh, yep. you, you know what we missed that was going on at the same time? We missed it was been going on for the last week and a half is the uh, Bandit Run. Oh, yeah, I know, because we came off the Power Tour, and it was just getting ready to start, and I was kind of like, oh, we should, because um, Dawn, my partner in Cruise in Orlando, has a 77 Trans Am. Oh, so does he? considered going uh, years ago to the Bandit Run, and I would love to just go over there and grab his car and go. Well, from what I understand, I did not know this, and uh, when I was talking to Rick down there in, in Miami, he was telling me this is something they do every year. Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. I uh, I thought it was just something they did every so often, but uh, and then of course this year I think they ended in Burt Reynolds or in uh, Atlanta again, and I guess they had Burt Reynolds there was was uh, uh, guest of honor again. Oh wow. So yeah, we, fun. we missed that one. Okay, so now this, uh, you know, I have something you need for your uh, Chevy, too. I have a factory 66, 67, Nova, uh, the um, dealer-installed air conditioning. Remember the unit that went underneath the dash? I actually have one of those units for Chevrolet for a Chevy, too. So I'll have to send you a picture really? of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got a, a, I've always needed one because mine's a factory air car. Mm-hmm. My black one's a factory air. And... Somebody took it out, you know, way back in the late 70s. And I've been and putting it back together. And then all of a sudden, out of the woodwork, I've got like three sets of them. Do you really? How did that happen? Yeah. So I'm still in the process of trying to get it all back together. But, you know, it's hard to keep up with nine cars. And, you know, they are they all run. They all look great. But, you know, there's always something. Something breaks. We need something fixed. We need something upgraded. It's always something. But, you know, they're all stuff. They all run. They all show worthy. They're just not perfect yet. Well, as long as they're nice and they're super nice driver quality, you're happy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're super nice driver quality. So tell us a little bit about the Power Tour. You just came off the Power Tour. What was that like? Yep. And you're you're a long hauler, too. We were going to talk about that. Yep, seven-year long haul. Um, We've got a 67 Acadian Canso Sport Deluxe, which is the um, Canadian version of the Nova. So it, it gets tons of attention because it's just a little odd. Marina blue with marina blue interior. Little 283, two-speed power glass. Still got everything stock on it except for added air conditioning and put the Church Boys front end on it, a little bit of it, because I couldn't keep it in alignment. The first power tour just tore me up. The car just could not handle it. Um, but now that we've got seven of them, the car performed perfectly. The air conditioning did great. Didn't overheat. No issues. It was from Kansas City to Bowling Green, seven cities in seven days. Total trip, 3,600 miles in the middle of June. <laughs> middle of June. Yeah. Okay. So uh, to the cost of doing one of these events for two people is, is what, approximately? 
it runs for about two people, you know, especially coming from Florida, about 3000 Okay. Give or take. Now, we stay in nice hotels. You know, we're not doing the chintzy stuff. We're doing the nice hotels, which are usually the host hotel or close to the host hotel because you want your car protected with other show cars, good security. We're eating at all your know, local restaurants. You never eat a chain restaurant. That's the rule. You don't eat at a chain restaurant. You eat like the locals. Um, and then gas, the power store itself is no, it costs nothing. It's all gas and food and uh, lodging. So if somebody wanted to do this, you would highly recommend this, right? As long as you love your partner. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, or whoever. The, <laughs> whoever goes, you know, the day goes by. You get up early, six thirty. You're hitting breakfast at seven o'clock. Getting with everybody that you know. You leave by seven thirty. You usually have. You should have one navigator. We have in our team. We have about seven eight cars that go. I'm the navigator. I've got the map, the uh, GPS, and the, the driving direction. Steve drives. Wherever I tell him to go, he goes. Then I got another person. She handles the, the restaurant, points of interest, the hotel. And then it flows better because you got to hit the, night, the, the restaurant. you got to stay on the trail, you know, whatever the road is, because it's all back roads. Going through little towns, um, out in the country, this is not highway, very little highway. And you don't want to get lost because if you get lost, you've got 100 power tour cars behind you following you, thinking that you know where you're going. Ooh, that could be bad. That could be bad. <laughs> yes, I've done that. I've gone around the block before, and I've looked in my rearview mirror, and there's like 30 cars following me. I know they're just following me because they think I know where I'm going. <laughs> eventually get back on the road, but it, it puts some pressure on you. But it, it, it's fun. It's about, you know, it raises about... 250 miles a day. We pull into the venue around 2, 3 o'clock, um, which is usually like a drag strip, a speedway, uh, fairgrounds. Um, you know, someplace that holds four to 6,000 cars. Hang out with your car, wipe the bugs off your car, go look around the vendors and other cars, and then you worry about where you're going to eat for dinner. Then you go hang out in the parking lot, talk more cars at the hotel, until you finally go to bed. And then you get up at 7 o'clock and do it again. Interesting. So how many cars, well, people don't have to realize, they have to, wherever the venue starts and wherever it ends, the next year it picks up where it ends and usually will take off. And are they generally two to 3,000-mile trips? Is that what they are on an average? I, I think if you were just from point to point, it's usually about 1,500 miles. Okay, 1,500 miles. Okay, then you have to factor in how far that is from where you live, and you got to compensate for that as well. Exactly. It took us two days to get to Kansas City, one day to get back from Bowling Green. Okay. All right. But the next ex- year will start from Bowling Green. Okay. And the experience is priceless. The people you meet, I mean, it's just something. It's just a, if you're into the car camaraderie thing, that's definitely and the, and the support. With everybody working together, helping you out and stuff like that, that's it's it's priceless, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you go, you go to the restaurants, there's car people. You're hanging out in the parking lot, there's car people. No matter where you go, there's car people. When we come home on the highway, it's like abandonment. It's like 
there's no cars here. I feel so alone. You're looking <laughs> in the mirror trying, I, you know, I want to go somewhere. But where'd they all go? And you're like left out by yourself. It's the weirdest feeling. How many car shows do you attend, you yourself? How many car shows do you yourself attend a week locally, let's say up in the Orlando area? Oh, at least two. At least two. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it's four. Sometimes it's four. Okay. And uh, would would now we got a couple minutes left? So I, mean, I was going to ask you this: Do you, do you does a person ever get burned out at car shows? I know a lot of people do, but it depends on what you make of it. Mm-hmm. Because I'm fortunate enough; I have a lot of different brands, so I know the Ford people, I know the Corvette people, I know the Mopar people, I know the Chevy people. So I have a lot of people that when I go to the show, I talk to. I don't okay. just sit by my car. But the more you go out, the more you talk to people, you sit with them at the, the, wherever the restaurant is. And then it's not about the cars anymore. It's coming and hanging out with your buddies, like going to the bar after work on a Friday to see your buddies. That's what it's like. It, you all have the same thing. You're all the same type of person. But it's not really about your car anymore. And that's what I get out of it. It's a whole social interaction that um, is just... It's, it's, so it doesn't matter if you have an old car or a new car. We all like cars. Everybody hangs out and has a good time. Tara, we're up against the clock. Go ahead and plug flacarshows.com one more time, and then uh, we'll see it some of the car shows. I think you just did that. Okay, well, you... <laughs> all right, well, anyway, I want to thank Tara. Tara, I'm going to have you come on from time to time, especially if there's a special event coming on. You can talk about it a little bit, but uh, I want to thank my... Problem. My special guest, Tara Bush from uh, flacarshows.com. If you want to know where all the car shows are taking place in the state of Florida, be sure and check out flacarshows.com. Tara, you take care. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July to all my listeners. Don't forget to check us out every Tuesday night between 8 and 10. No, 7 and 8 here on the Tad Talk Radio Network. Don't forget to check out our website, gulfstreetmotorsports.com. If you've missed any past shows, nostalgic getting cars. Tell your friends. We'll see you at some of the car shows in the meantime. Stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. We chased our pleasures here, dug our treasures there. Telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. Listen.